we were discussing yesterday and we had examples of how do we stop ourselves from being kicked out of heaven by a thought which corrupts our emotional experience of tranquility and joy. And really when we start to focus on everything we have, and we did see in the Sister Shaim how we really have everything in any moment. And Mrs. Shaim goes even further and he says even a person who's in the depth of illness can be happy in their moment. Why? Well, because he's been given the breath to breathe life. It's only when a person starts to create comparisons and distances himself from the very experience of life does he become unhappy. We're, we're already prone, if we just open up our eyes, to unending joy. We already can choose to live in heavy, heaven 24-7. Our lives are full and meaningful. And if you, if you think about it, the amount of gifts that we carry around with us in the space of one day. I want, you, I want to phrase something very, very interesting to you. And it's a big... For me, it was very sobering, a very sobering thought. Imagine if you woke up one morning and the only thing that was left in your life were the things that you thanked Hashem for. Imagine if you woke up one morning and all that was left was everything you thanked Hashem for. How much would you have in your life? So now, the truth is, if a person's integrated and feels the spiritual apparatus of the Bara Olam, so you'd have a lot. Why? Because you'd have life. Why? Because the first things you utter when you open your eyes is, huh. I wake up and the first words that cross my lips are an expression of thanks for the fact that I have the most basic component of life. And then I go and I designate my hands through Nitzvah I appreciate every one of the limbs and organs in my body. And then I acknowledge my spiritual essence in the kind of Shama. I give thanks to the fact that I have wisdom and access to the ultimate mind of the Bara Olam through Bikas Torah. And then I'm going to Bikas Shachar. And I acknowledge the fact that I can differentiate even between day and night. I can differentiate. I know the difference between. And you think, oh, I mean, what a waste of a bracha. Like, who can't tell the difference between day and night? All you have to do is meet people who are suffering from Alzheimer's and they wake up in the middle of the day and they think it's night in the middle of the night and they think it's day. And then you appreciate, don't take the fact that you can differentiate between day and night for granted. Don't take the fact that you are Jewish for granted. Don't take the fact that you are free for granted. Don't take the fact that you are a man and don't have to deal with the trials and tribulations and the difficulty of raising a family, childbirth, pregnancy, and all that comes with it. You've been given freedom of access. Don't take the fact that you can see for granted. Don't take the fact that you have clothes for granted. Don't take the fact that you have free range to move your body. Khalila person could be paralyzed. Paralyzed. Don't take the fact that you can stand up straight and that you're not perpetually bent over like some hunchbacks are. Don't take the fact 
that you have the right to step on terra firma, Roy Carlos of the mine. You could slip into the ground. Don't take the fact that you have shoes that uh, facilitate you walking. Try to walk around barefoot. See how far you get, mate. Um, she'll start you called Soroki. Don't take the fact that you can put one foot in front of the other for granted. There's a man that often see walking up Shmuel Navi and he's got a neurological disorder where he gets trapped and he, he gets frozen. He can't, can't walk forward. And he's got legs, but there are people who don't. So don't take the fact that you can make him inside the gover. Don't take the fact that you've got strength, internal strength, and that you have the power to have honor. And don't take the fact that you have and that your energy that ran out the night before you went to bed sleep has been recharged. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my, oh my gosh. And then you say, yes, but I'm not happy with my Gemara share. <laughs> Come on. Come on. There are nine million things going right. But there's one thing going wrong. Boom! The thought that chases you out of heaven. Gone. Yes, but my roommate snored. Tragedy. <laughs> everything going for you. But I went to the bank and they were closed. Boom, my life's destroyed. What do we do? We choose, we choose which life we're living. We can live in heaven or we can live in hell. What's the choice that you're going to make? Heaven is where you are living. You actually have to force yourself to live in hell. And you have to deny the heaven that you're in. So when that thought comes, which kicks you out of heaven, just ask it a few questions. I go to the bank, and it's closed. Oh my gosh, I hate it. I'm so frustrated. It doesn't have to be that way. Because the bank was closed, that you're so frustrated and angry? Is it possible that the bank could be closed and you could be happy? Maybe. Well, tell me how that would be. How could be happy that I can actually go to the bank? That means I have money. The people are begging on the streets. Wow, Baruch Hashem, the bank's closed. It feels so much better. There's no thought, remember. Between reality and emotions, there's a thought that either brings you into heaven or chases you out. And then you can choose that thought. So really, whether you live in heaven or hell is your choice. And when we live lives of frustration and angst and anxiety and depression, it's because we allow the thought to inform us that the blissful life that we're really living is really miserable and horrible. And then we live in that misrepresentation of reality and we wallow in the illusion of misery. Oh my gosh, how sad. How sad. Okay, is this easy? Meaning, now that I've clicked my fingers and told you this incredibly powerful, game-changing life hack, from this moment onwards, is everyone in the show going to be perpetually in heaven? No. No. Because you know why? There's something opposing us. 
that's making us think those thoughts to distort us. That's the mission in Perik Avos. Hakovet, Vataiva, Vakina, Moitzin is Adam in the Olam. Where's the Olam? The Olam is where I am. But beauty, but comes on Kina, and you think, yeah, but you know, I should be in that chair. I should have that set of headphones. I should drive in that car, live in that house, have that girlfriend, that job, that life situation, and then I'd be okay. Boom. Boom. Out you go. Boom. Martinez Adam and Olam. Boom. Kina. Covered. Covered. So happy. Here I am. Having this chus to be around people like you. Shimon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah! This guy. Oh, so emotional. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm around people who are like so, so, so engaged, so alive, so inquisitive, so curious. I mean, I'm blessed. And then COVID comes into the equation. But why isn't Shmaya in the share? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Out. COVID. I want everyone to be out the whole time. Why? Lights me, and then you someone doesn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Hakina va covered va taiva, taiva, taiva. Sitting there, and you have food. You have food. You literally have food. The people in this world today who don't have food, they've got swollen bellies, and they'd be overjoyed to have a scrap of dry bread. And you look at your schnitzel and you say, too oily. I'm not eating this. How can I serve this food? So do you want to be in the oil or not? Well, you, we can choose. But the problem is we have kinder covered in taiva. Otherwise there'd be, no, there'd be no challenge, right? There'd be no challenge. We have choice, which means there's a opposing force that says come my precious come to hell come with me to hell I'll tell you it's heaven I'll tell you that heaven lies in the schnitzel that's not in front of you come with me I'll tell you heaven lies in the roommate that's not Shimon come with me I'll tell you heaven lies heaven lies when everyone comes and claps and gives you glory it's not and so on and so forth until you start to pursue heaven and as you pursue heaven, you land up in hell. Yeah. So it's hard. It's work. It takes work. It takes work. We have to activate it. And we have to be critical. And we have to say when the thought comes into our heads, is it really true? Is it really true that I can't be happy with the oily schnitzel in front of me? Is it, I can't, no, I can't. It's impossible. It can't make me happy. It doesn't mean I'll eat it. Can't make me happy. Can make me happy. Why? Because I can think about the fact that, wow, I've got food. And I'll give this to the bocha next to me. <laughs> he doesn't care about the oil. And then I'll make him happy as well. So I've got food and I can give food. What a gift. Only good and chesed should chase me. 
the whole of my life. What's over the Melech's tefillah? His tefillah is that wherever you go, people should say, no, no, stock it, stock it, stock it. It's Tov and Chesed. They're chasing you to give them Tov and Chesed. They're chasing you. I remember I was at a Sheva Brochers of Talmudim way back when, when, when I was young and, and youthful, exuberant, vital. Long time. Long time ago. I've rediscovered it now that I've been taking garlic every morning. Um, and we go to Sheva Brochers and this guy was about Tuva and his parents would come in and they're like, very ambiguous about this whole religious thing. And we really wanted to make it like a nice, smooth, clean Sheva Brochers. No, like, so we hired out a hall, ah, pristine, gewaldic, good food. And I was sitting next to a friend of mine who, who retired, I think, when he was like, I don't know, 30. He, like, mm-hmm. set himself up for life. And so he had Baruch Hashem, done well for himself. Maybe, but like, I don't know, 30, 35, whatever. But he had done well for himself as a man of means. So next to him, a good friend of mine, and in comes, like, a dirty beggar. And, oh my gosh, no, 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 this is ruining the scene. Ay, ay, ay. And this guy looks at me and says, Ah, Baruch Hashem, we are the ones he's begging from. Isn't this amazing? Magic would be the other way around. That's a tefillah. It should be Chotov and Chesed chasing me and not me you're chasing to get Tov and Chesed. Switch. Yes. 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 But, as with all good things, Charlie, nothing happens automatically. If you want to get out of hell, you're going to have to work for it. How are you going to have to work for it? Like a bat out of hell! That's how you're going to have to work for it. I'm not referencing any kind of Fleischig singer. <laughs> you got it? You got it? <laughs> eh? It's Fleischig. Meet love. Oh. Ah! <laughs> you got it, eh? It took you a while. <laughs> um, so, so okay. So, so let's look at this. How does it take it? Zok the Heliga Maharal, quoting the Mishnah. There's a Mishnah picker, obviously, Perikay. It says like this: You would have been tamer. You would have been tamer, Oimer. Have it oz kenomer. You have to be as brazen. Brazen means chutzpadik, like kind of forceful, aggressive, assertive, like a leopard. Now, I don't know why leopards are assertive. I haven't studied leopard behavioral patterns. But Rabbi Yudh ben Tamer understood that a leopard's trait that it, modif- that it, that it embodied was, was this kind of assertiveness. Kal Knesher, light as an eagle. Light as an eagle doesn't mean an eagle weighs a fortune. An eagle's a big, heavy bird. <laughs> it's not like you'd say light as a feather. Yeah. You have to be light as an eagle. How can you be light as an eagle? Eagles are heavy. It means that despite the heaviness, you can just take off and fly effortlessly. Kal Kanesher. Rots As swift as a deer. Vigibor Kari. And as brave as a lion. La soy sutsoin of To do the rotsoin of your father in heaven. So we have these four animals 
each one embodying a particular trait. And what's the topic of this mission that we're discussing? We're discussing how does a person escape like a bat out of hell, but not like a bat. No, no, no. Like a leopard, like an eagle, like a deer. Also, the Maral says, you should know, person is to me, oh, Rov, Rov, hey, where were we this morning? Rov, hey, oh, I was just so tired, I was just lying in bed, Rov, Rov, I'm finished, hey. You have to realize, welcome to the world of being human. In the world of being human, you have to recognize that, a person is built to be lethargic, to be heavy, to be stuck through the gravitational force, pulling him into his bed, into the world of inactivity, before he even lights a joint. <laughs> even without copious quantities of Mary Jane, a person is still prone to be lazy, lethargic, heavy, inactive. When your physical body overcomes, when your physical body overcomes, overcomes your spiritual self, what it does is that lethargy annuls. This is this, this is big, Shim. This is a big word. Tune in like this. If I say to you, Shimon, what's the first step in spirituality? Intuitively, what would you answer? Understanding. Understanding. It's intellectual. If I ask the same question to Simcha, what would you answer? Sure. What was the first step towards spirituality? Well, what comes to mind when I ask you that question? Yeah. Ruchnias. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Just guess. Like moving away from the world of this. Or you'd say, you know, people say, I want to go on a spiritual journey. I'm going on a spiritual journey. So you imagine a person in a deserted mountaintop, sitting cross-legged, with his fingers coned, making some humming sound. Um, Um... And you think, oh, there's a spiritual man. Or a nut job. <laughs> or a nut job. Or a nut job. Oh, nut job. That could be a good mantra. Now, <laughs> comes along Mr. Chairman and he says, no. He says, no. 
and also the Maral. But the Surah actually does say the same thing. He says, the first step to spirituality is action. Use your body, mate. And the opposite of spirituality is the static lethargy that overcomes the wannabe spiritual person. And Rebuta bin Taim and his Mishnah is giving us a four-step process of how to rid ourselves of being subdued, sunken in a swamp of physicality and materialism and to be rescued and given a lease of life to explore the spiritual universe. And ironically, it does not begin with sitting atop a mountain in the Andes, Nepal, or even New Zealand, but it starts in the way you get out of bed in the morning. Zok the Heidegger, Maharal. Tchidat kol dover. Yesh adam shekfeidos kutivoy kol kach glivir love. He's so heavy. Adju kumoy even doime. He's like a stone. The Enomis Ariel Dover. He's become so, so closed, so inactive that he doesn't react to things. I met people like this. She said to them, So, got an amazing chidush. He goes, What is it? <laughs> that. is a machlikes in how Chazokah's work. He goes, oh, that's interesting. I've got an amazing kiddish in a new insight into love. He goes, tell me about it. <laughs> I say, what are you excited about? He goes, everything. <laughs> Even doimain. Even domain, zitzaf and couch and tut gornished. Sit there. Therefore, the first step to get out of the state of perpetual lethargy, says Rabbi Ben Tamer, explained by the Maral, she ozkonomer, don't she oyeres atzmoilifel. Going and in order to do that, you have to be aggressive, affirmative. You have to be like a car in Israel trying to change lanes. <laughs> it ain't going to happen unless you go boom and recognize that your indicator is not a request; it's a statement. Going right, break, buddy. <laughs> affirmative action. Mm. Affirmative action. That's where it comes from. Affirmative action. Don't get stuck in your lethargy, but to break out of it, you've got to take some strength. How do you do that? Oz Kaname. Be a bit chutzpah against yourself. As you lie there in bed, uh, what are you going to do? I uh, just, uh, I'm in the middle of a Game of Thrones series for the seventh time. I'm just going to watch it again. There's some good parts in episode 56. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm playing Fortnite. I've been playing for the last 30, 36 hours. Um, You've got to wake yourself up. 
like a leopard. Oz. Ah. How do you feel when you see a leopard? Prancing through the wild. You feel pretty scared. Hey? You've seen that leopard, eh, Dovs? Have you seen a leopard? No. Have you ever seen a leopard? Never. Ah. Mm, I've seen a leopard. No, not in a zoo, but in the <laughs> wild. <laughs> you see a leopard. Leopards are scary. Leopards are scary, like... Mm, I've got a great video of a leopard in a tree, and like, people are... It's like a scary thing, like, they sit in the tree, and you have no idea when they could pounce on you, and they're ferocious. So you have to be a leopardy. Or as they say in English, leopardic. A leopardic azach. You have to, you have to awaken yourself. Dehani sheoyes atzmoi, lift oil to do. Veloike moize shebishvil koive tivo emoyes atzmodora. Not like the one that because of the heaviness, and, and we're not we're not denying it. We're not denying it. Avidam, we are not denying it. We are heavy. We are heavy. When you try to move, there's a ten ton weight on top of me. I try to move. I try to get up. I'm sitting in bed. But, but, I'm benched 300 kilos, this isn't heavy as this, I <laughs> Try again. Yeah, man, it's like a squat, eh? I'm trying. <laughs> so it takes. And if you think that you can just like chill it. And you don't realize it's, it's all about mindset, right? You don't realize it's weightlifting. You think, I'll just go out of bed. So you get to the bed and then you go, what's the time? Good to eight. <laughs> Snooze. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to the, I'll go to Kamana and be there 10 minutes late and then do a filler engineering. Get the tail end up, so get the my come back for a lane. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Rakia loy koyach loy atzmoy lavayis Hashem. Kenegiz omer have oz kenomer. She call me she oz. You have to have this assertiveness, this aggression. Yeish is nagdus aldova because whenever you say a person's oz, it means there's something opposing you. You're going against something. Veintiva kaved olav shikach nikra oz. So Ozkanome means the power to awaken yourself, to get yourself going, to assert, to affirm. But that's not that's just the beginning, mate. That's just the beginning. Once you go out of bed, it's just the beginning. When you are lethargic, your inner spiritual self is dust. It's almost as if it's dormant, inactive. You have to be as light as an eagle. A person's considered as if he's lying down. That's our, our metaphorical state. Sprawled. Because our, our, our nature is heavy. Our material self is it's heavy. To step this goof around is, is heavy. Okay, sorry. Think about this. 
probably one of the heaviest birds there are is, 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 the, is, the, is the eagle. So the idea of her being light as an eagle doesn't mean you should be light. It means that you should activate yourself so that your heaviness takes off and it appears to be light. So you have to awaken yourself, and then you, it's not enough, then you have to take off. You have to spread those wings wide until you feel the power underneath them and the wind propels you forward and you glide in your spiritual journey. Interesting. Again, that the way to spirituality is by opposing the dormant, the downward pull of earthiness. But then you've managed to get out of bed, you managed to take off, and now you're gliding. But then you need direction. You need to run towards something. Rots Rots is from the notion of rotsen, the want. So a rotsen means a little, a little run. It's a little run. And rots means, I know I'm going, I'm start to propel myself. Direction, purpose, goal, sprint. And then you have to be strong like a lion. Who can get gufa That means when you get to the action, you got to do it. When you look at what, the way a lion, it's the, the 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 impressive thing about a lion is the power. Power means I can control it. I can get it done. A lion gets it done when he gobbles up the. McDonald's or the bush, the Impala. But we get it done when we finish off what we're doing. To do the will of your Father in heaven. To do the will of your Father in heaven, you've got to be like an angel. And an angel doesn't have any resistance. An angel just goes, no physical body told him to it. You have to take on these four powers that are represented by these four animals and that's how you're going to take off spiritually it's not about deep ideas in mysticism it's not about meditating upon the rock it's about fighting the desire to sleep five minutes longer it's about awakening the power of your body the power of your mind and soaring like an eagle it's like focus when you run towards your goal and it's the power and the courage to finish it off till the last little bit. <laughs> okay, gents, that's uh, that's uh, you go. Spirituality 101, eh? Thanks for coming, boys. <laughs>